So what does it mean to be a victim? What does it mean to you and your life goals when you have this victim mindset? We're going to be talking about that this week on episode number 74 of The Relaxed Male. Welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. So this week we're talking about victims and victimhood and why do they not get any respect? And there's a really good reason and how you can actually get yourself out of that victim mindset and onto a path that is going to allow you to have more success than you could ever thought possible. But before we do that, I wanted to jump in. Been talking about this past couple, three weeks. Wanted to go ahead and bring it up again uh, in August 5th through the 8th, we're having, I'm going to be in down in, uh, what is it, uh, Bird Adventure Center. And this is a, a, a outdoor camping adventure area where there's hiking and, and Jeep trails and all this other great stuff. And we're getting, we're, I'm getting, going there to help the guys, Rich and Matt, over at Operation Tears of the 22, to Allow the veterans um, who come and join us to just kind of kick back, relax, and reset their mind to the to what is needing to be done throughout the uh, for their for their life. They are because so many men uh, and women of our of the armed services they wind up coming back from uh, service, doing their doing their service, and being just released out into the world, and they are just pounded with uncertainty and what are they being called what is what is their purpose now because it, they had a defined purpose they were to protect america at one time and now they're in uh, they're a civilian and what do they do and they the lines of thinking and the training and all that really start to get everything kind of muddled up so the the guys over at operation tears to have decided to go off the hardball which to means they're going off-roading. They're, you're getting out in the middle of nature. There's no cell signal. And you're just there with yourself and a bunch of other guys who are out to have a good time and enjoy themselves to relax, even maybe cut loose a little bit, and enjoy just being in the moment. That's what is going to be so fun about this. Now, we're Going to have band. Uh, there's going to ha- they're going to have music, and not to mention jeep rides. There's a a uh, going to be food trucks there, and there's actually I'm going to be there to actually speak. I would love to have you all there. So if you're a veteran, definitely rec- uh, encourage you to come out, relax, enjoy, reset, experience what's called the three day effect, where your mind just finally lets go of all the 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 alerts and, and electronics and all that you get, you get rid of all that and your brain just gets the chance to st- finally slow down and, and breathe just a little bit. So 
come and join us. You can do so by going over to the uh, to their advent uh, advent page on uh, on Facebook. If you just do a search for Operation Tears of the Twenty Two, and help us to see if we can reduce the amount, uh, reduce that number of veterans that we lose every day. That twenty. That's what that magic two number is. We lose twenty two veterans every day to suicide, and 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 would like to see if we can get that knocked down, get as, uh, as close, if not zero. And uh, to do so, we're, uh, that's one of the main reasons of having this, uh, this, this event together. So join me uh, April 5th through the 8th over Bird Adventure Center down in, beautiful, in the beautiful Ozark National Forest in Arkansas. And I will see you there, shake your hand, give you a hug, whatever it is you, you need, man. Can't wait to see you there and and join us. Join us and and let's let's live life intentionally. So now each week we have a we pose a question. Uh, a lot of us, a lot of guys, you know, you you have uh, you have a problem, you have an issue, and you have a have a question. You're wanting that, that question answered. Well, you can actually send me the a question, and you can do that by going to relaxmail.com forward slash contact. Or just shoot me an email with uh, to Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com, and I will gladly receive that and answer whatever the question is that you have. Now, the questions of the week are brought to you by the Brotherhood of Men. That is a men's group that I have that helps that allows us men to get together and actually help each other become better, become improve ourselves in whatever whatever are the four pillars of, of a relaxed male. Your struggling with if you're needing to build up your community we can help you get that community built up if you're wanting to work more on your mind and figure out how to actually become sharper become uh become a more uh more well-rounded guy we can help you with that it's it, it is a uh, essentially is the true root word of what a mastermind is so many days and times these days you hear guys talking about masterminds, and it's just a—it's actually just an online weekly online lecture that somebody gives, and that's not the case here. You're going—you're going to be expected to provide just as much help as you receive, and you're going to—and as you meet up with these guys each week, you're going to end up developing deep bonds and friendships, and and you're going to want to celebrate with the guys when they make. Uh, they make great uh great wins and you're going to going to want to encourage them when they fail and when they are struggling with whatever their goal in life happens to be this is a group of men are dead set on making sure that you become the best man possible if you're looking for a group you're uh, say you're going through a divorce and you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to do now this group will be there for you, and we will gather around and, and support you and get you up and teach you to how to embrace the masculinity that you have in you and to, to embody that strong man that our society needs and that your, that your feeling has been that as if it's been taken away from you. And so that's what we're doing and you can do so you can, if you want more information about the brotherhood of men i encourage you to go over to relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood that'll take you to the uh, the page down at the bottom is a, a form that you can actually fill out and that will uh, i'll get a hold of you 
sit down and we'll talk and we'll see exactly how well of a fit you would be with our with our group. So our questions, if I don't receive anything, our, the question of the week usually winds up becoming, uh, I pull it out of Quora. And I came across quite a few, but there was one that I just found really interesting. And it's, how can you instill the understanding early on in a child's life that gang members should not be looked up to as role models? And despite its being its appealing nature to walk their path, it would be uh, a great misfortune. And this is by, uh, asked by Victor uh, Bonder to, uh, Bonderchuk. And I, I liked this question because we do have run into such a problem of young boys, especially inner city boys, who are instantly, or not instantly, but being drawn into gang life and life of crime and life of, of a lot of, uh, of unnecessary suffering. Uh, they, we are losing our, our men to, uh, to violence at, at an alarming rate. And there are ways that we can change that. Now, sadly, a lot of this is we can thank our, thank our government for. Um, they were trying to, at least I hope, uh, I think it was, uh, an un, uh, uh, based upon a good intention. I would like to think that they were, it was supposed to be a good intention, but with uh, with the welfare and, and LBJ's Great Society and and all that, really caused uh, a lot of the increase in fathers not being in the home, because thanks to welfare, men don't have to actually stay with their with the family. They're not expected to be become married to uh, to the woman who they wound up getting uh, getting pregnant with the and the woman it herself she's not feeling uh, like she has to be pressured into making sure that she marries this guy and so because there's a, not a lack of accountability for that uh, for that that one night little one night quick fling I think that's where so many of our unwed mothers come from. Now, we, we could also look at uh, why women are divorcing men at a higher rate these days than what men, than it was even 20 years ago. But a lot of our problems these days is thanks to, uh, to the government coming in saying, I'll, I'll be, I'll take the place of your father, uh, the kid's father. And you can't, there's no way that a government could ever be, the the needed uh, emotional and guiding support that a uh, that a, a young boy needs, and so because of that these boys run around, they don't have a father that actually instills values and and uh, societal you know. standards into their into their son so that what ends up happening is the the boy looks out and sees oh these guys have got it all together they must be men i will follow what these men are these people are telling me and in all reality no these people never had fathers either so they're going off of what they think a man is supposed to be and so they've got a very very skewed type of, of view of what a man is 
And I think that's actually where a lot of the uh, toxic masculinity phrase comes from is because there are so many men, are not even men, they're grown boys. They're just grown-ass boys. They've never had to grow up and actually become a man because if you've ever had a kid and you've been there for that first, you know, that first month of, of being, of, of dealing with a brand new baby, your very first brand new baby, there is so much growth that you do with yourself in that, in that amount of time because it becomes a crash course of no sleep and, and all this other stress. And why is he not eating? Why, why is his poop orange? You know, you're starting to have all these weird, you know, all these things that you never heard of. No one ever told you about. And you're just there to try to figure it out. And in doing so you become, you start to become a man and you start to really start con- uh, uh, cementing your, your lines of thinking together and your, what you believe. And you start questioning, is this really true or is this not true? And so all these things happen where you're, you become an actual man. You start becoming a provider instead of a consumer. You start becoming a protector instead of just somebody who's just a standby. You start becoming this a, a, a man. And sadly, our, these guys who are in gangs, they, they were, they're being told stuff. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're a teenager and you had, uh, you had your best friend who was maybe a year older than you trying to tell you exactly what it was, what girls are like and uh, tell you how girls think. Dude, really, they've, they're a year older. They've never kissed a girl no more. They, they've, they've not ever kissed a girl. So how are they supposed to know how girls like to be kissed? You know, there's, we fill ourselves with, with a whole lot of, of BS. And that's one of the, one of the deals that with, sorry, if you're hearing that, we've got Boone playing with, uh, yes. Yeah. He's found us, found a chunk of wood and he's enjoying, but so because these people don't have, um, have not these, these men in these gangs, have not ever had to had a a father figure set them down and tell them this is what life is like. They've had they've gone off and they've developed their own way of thinking. And sadly, it perpetuates itself and perpetuates itself. And this isn't just for gang members. This is for those you know. Sadly, Generation X guys. I'm part of Generation X. We're to blame for all the, the, the snowflakes and, the, and what the millennials are like these days because they're, you know, we're sitting here scratching our head and they're the ones who are cursing at the patriarchy. And I think a lot of the problem that the reason why they are trying to blame the patriarchy is because the patriarchy was never there in their life, was never there to instill the values and, and customs for for their for their life they have ran around and been told this whole time that men are horrible and terrible and stupid and and they're the they're the cause of all our of all our problems and that's where we're going to be and because of that is it links directly in with what our main topic is going to be because they have no these kids have no clue they don't know what it's like to be raised with a father to have a dad there to set the boundaries that need to be set to play with them to roughhouse with them and to have mom, you know, maybe very anxious about, you know, dad's throwing the kid a little close to that ceiling fan. Uh, and what happens if he gets caught? Well, it's not going to hurt. The, I mean, it'll hurt, but it's not going to physically damage the child because they got whopped on the head with a ceiling fan. 
or or that they fall down and get poked in the eye or dad gets poked in the eye or because nine times out of ten it seems like the kid has his little fist whenever they're roughhousing his little fist seems to be a heat-seeking missile for a groin i I remember playing with my son never failed from one time or another either it was a hand an elbow a knee or even the head would come and connect squarely within into the jewels and would lay me over and but that roughhousing is something that boys and girls actually both need. And what that does is that actually helps instill boundaries and instill that you, there are times and places for going all full out and that doing so inside of a house probably isn't the smartest idea because that coffee table doesn't move much when you, when you collide with it. But so many times uh, the dads have to hold back, you know, from playing as, as rough as they would like to. And as the kids need to, because, you know, mom's there going, Oh my God, you don't know what you're doing. You're going to hurt the kids. You're going to break something. You're going to break the table. It's a table. Who cares if the table gets broke? Yeah. Okay. It may cost us some money, but you know what? I think kids uh, in need that. And because if they dad's, are more liable to set down and set a boundary. That's where the kids understand, oh, there's lines to be drawn. If you step past that line, there are ramifications. I don't get to roughhouse with dad later on because he told me to settle down and I just kept trying to hit on him. And so all of a sudden I'm in, I'm in timeout. I'm sitting in bed instead of playing with dad. I want to play with dad. Sis gets to play with dad. That's not fair. And so there, we dads are important to boys. Dads are important in many different ways. You want your son to be able to live a long, fruitful life. They're actually starting to see studies where you know the the oh, what is the name of the I want to say Chimeran, but that's not <laughs> that's not it. Um, uh, anyhow, there are telomeres. That's what it's called. There are these. Telomeres, which I, I'm assuming are a type of protein. I'm not I'm not a biologist in any stretch of the imagination. Don't even play one in a podcast. I, but they're these telomeres. They've been able to determine that the longer the telomere, the longer the life is of a person. And kids who have a father is in their life from the time that they're born until they're until they're 18 and they live leave on their own. Those kids actually have a longer telomere chain than kids who are of a divorced family. Um, even if the kid uh, was there and the dad was uh, left when the kid was eight, his telomeres wind up being shorter. So you've got to, the benefits of, of having a, having a dad in, in, in the picture and in, uh, especially in the house, is so important and sadly because they aren't and so many inner city uh families do not have a a dad in the family they they're actually being perpetuated into being poor they're actually being perpetuated into being this same mindset of being a victim and it's me against the world and when the world is actually trying to go dude we're here to help you there's so many problems with that and because there's because of those uh, those problems there are, are 
our inner city kids and even out uh, out in the suburban areas, these kids struggle because there's not a dad in the picture. So what do you do? How do you fix? How do you fix this? Well, one of the best ways would be actually take time to you know be a to be a father figure. That would be the number one. First one would actually be to start changing the culture to where dads are wanting to stay in the picture, where the moms make a better choice on which men they would like to lay and have them and dad and men too need to start paying attention. What are those warning signs? Oh, this chick's a little off. I'm not going to hang around this. This is she's there's, there's a lot of red flags here. Yeah. She might be freaky in bed, but you know, that's, there's other things that may happen. If I have a kid with this, this woman, Oh my God, am I going to have to, I'm going to have to deal with her for the next, at least 18 years. And actually it'll even extend beyond that. As long as that child is alive, you're going to be dealing with, uh, with the mother's side of, of the family. So you want to pay attention and you want to get to know the, uh, the woman that you're about to have sex with a lot more than what we, what we do. And women, for those women, who are listening, you will have, you've got the same deal to start paying attention to the guy. And yeah, he may be, he may be taking, uh, taking charge at the time, but how is he, what is Look for those, uh, red flags and, and follow them because, and heed them because you want to make sure that you have a trustworthy man in your life as you, as you start to have, uh, start producing kids. But if you don't have kids, and you have and and stuff it's good if you actually get into some type of group like big brothers big sisters or something along those lines and become a mentor to the boys who don't have a father in their life start start being that strong masculine presence in that boy's life and that will actually veer him away from the area of gangs so with that let's go ahead and let's jump on over to the main topic and the main topic is, well, the title is, is play, are you playing the victim? Uh, and if you are, you're, you're playing to lose because victims, um, opposed to what our, our woke kids, uh, these woke college students want to think these days, a victim is no one that can be respected. They don't want to be respected. They want to be so what is a victim? A victim is a person who has given up their power to someone or something else. That's it. Plain, simple. That's all there is to it. Now, society wants to mean that there is a person, this person is of no blame. And no, that's, it's not possible to not have somebody take responsibility for that. Now, they want to try to pass that responsibility off a lot of times. Oh, the poor pe- people of uh, you know, in the inner city—they have no choice. No, they do have a lot of choice. Sadly, they choose that they would rather spend their uh, an entire paycheck that they worked hard on to buy some brand new Air Jordans. When in all reality, they probably need to be paying paying rent. Uh, they would rather there are a lot of uh, people who are poor. I've I've seen people who look rather poor drive some really freaking expensive vehicles but you go and you see the see that expensive vehicle parked in front of a trailer house you see i've seen people with uh with the latest iphone and still be paying out paying the uh, uh the grocery bill with with a food stamp card you know there's 
there are reasons why they're poor, and it's not because capitalism has has uh, kept them down. And it's not because the patriarchy is keeping a person held back. It's not because the white man is keeping the black man down. There's none of the bullcrap excuses that society wants to try to give for people's ailments. And the reason why is what the problem root of all these people's ailments is themselves. They have made the choices. They are uh, they are in the predicament that they are in. They are they are the ones who have decided I would rather be comfortable than to improve myself. I would rather be I would rather spend this money now for a quick jolt of a feel good type of drug, so I don't have to face the fact that I am failing at a, as a uh, as an adult. There are a lot of these, a lot of examples, even through life, where people who have you could actually almost say were victims because they didn't actually have a choice in where they were born at. So you have people in uh, in China who are leaving China. They grew up in China. They they're aware of what uh, of the horrible uh, ways that China connects uh, treats their citizens. And what do they do? They choose to leave. North Korea, same way. You have people leaving, going to thinking that it's better over in China. You know, they leave North Korea, go into China, and from there takes them still a couple of years. But they eventually they get out of China and get into some place where they actually have even more u- ability to use their power. They've taken their power back. They've made that conscious choice of, I am going to get out of here. I am going to try to get my family out of here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. People who are under uh, dictatorial regimes, same thing. They Either they decide, you know what, I'm taking my power back and I'm getting out of this out of this country, or they find other people who want to take their power back and they join together and they overthrow that that regime there're examples of that all the time so you can't say that it's not out of or that it's out of your power because that's a a full bald-faced lie you have the power you just have to choose to use that power and but a lot of people don't because using that power especially if you're not used to using it gets messy it gets awkward it gets weird it gets bizarre and you got it. So to use your power, you have to get yourself out of your comfort zone. Instead of sitting there going, "Well, I don't want everybody to not like me." Well, sorry, man. Sometimes you got to do stuff that not anybody else is going to be uh, be comfortable with. But their experience and their emotions that they're dealing with are completely on them. That is not your responsibility. You want they want you to take the victims want you to take responsibility for making them happy. And that can never happen because you can't make a per- another person. So why are victims? Why do victims never win? Well, because one, they don't have any power. They've given it all away. Well, they actually have power. They just choose not to use it. They want other people to take care of them for them. And when you're playing small like that, and you're playing it safe, and you're making sure that you don't become a victim of anything, you're going to you can't take the chances and the risks that are needed for you to be able to take that big leap out of the uh out of the the wrong side of the tracks you're not going to have the uh the ability to stand up for yourself because you know you've got this big bully in front of you who is telling you what you can or can't do and give me your all your money and you're not willing to stand there and take a punch 
for the sake of proving that this bully is nothing more than a bag of wind. A person who is a victim has no power. They've given up their power, or actually they haven't given it. They've given it up. They've abdicated their power to somebody else. And the reason why victims don't win and don't earn any respect is because anybody who tries to help them, they feel sorry for them because victims only get pity and and felt sorry for. They don't ever get any type of respect is because they're too busy passing the buck off of any off to anybody else. A person who is a victim is not going to take responsibility for their own actions because it was not my fault. I, 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 well, how was I supposed to know I wasn't going to have enough money for rent today this week? I overspent and I, I, I got a, I ended up being sick, and so I had to stay at the house. And I so I got a low paycheck this week, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And can can uh, do you got any money I can borrow? No, dude. I'm I, I've got. $3. I mean, that's what I can give to you. It's not going to do you any good, but I mean, if that's what it is, and sadly, what a lot of victims want you to do is they want you to sacrifice yourself to help them help them out. And because that is the case, 90% of the time, people get tired of the, uh, the crisis because victims are also all about the crisis. Oh my God. I, you know, I, I got a flat tire. Oh no, no, someone broke my window. Oh my, oh man, someone is tried to kick in my door. This, and this, and this, and this, and that, and these, and the person who, the people who are trying to help them are running around trying to put out all the fires for them. And eventually, they go, dude, I can't do this no more. Good luck with yourself, and they leave. And so the victim has to sit around and start trying to find new people who will take responsibility for their actions. And so a victim is tiring they eat up all your all your energy they eat up all your time and they never improve themselves and that's why victims have no response uh, have no respect because they don't re- take responsibility for what they have done what the hole that they're in the the fact that they're sitting in a mud puddle they want to whine about the fact that they're in a, that the mud's on their pants when in all reality their butt is what's in that mud all they have to do is take the time to stand up. Yeah, their hands are going to get dirty too. They're probably going to get some get some mud on the knee on their knees of their pants. There's the mud's going to spread as they stand try to stand back up. But once you stand back up, that mud will start to dry and you can start flaking it off. It takes time. Now, how do you stop being a victim? Well, first off, own your dirt. That's exactly what you have to do to on any time you are see that yourself that you're in a victim mindset. Is first go, dude. I'm the one that got myself in here. Now, a lot of society, uh, a lot of the the uh, society these days will go. Well, that's victim blaming. No, that's victim t- uh, responsibility. You're taking responsibility for your actions. You're you're the one who is actually going. You know what? I overspent. Now I'm going to have to go off. And I'm going to have to eat nothing but ramen and lettuce sandwiches for the next three weeks to get myself out of this hole. Look at people who um, are cancer victims. That might be the closest to a victim, but you won't see those who, there are those who do take that and turn it into a victimhood and they're just, they lay back and they just get ready to die. And then there's those who go, oh, dude, I wasted my life playing the victim. And now I've got a real reason to be a victim. I ain't doing this no more. And they start living life to its fullest every single day. They want to make sure that they're doing something 
they're making an impact because their life is their their clock is ticking down. They've only got that ten seconds left. They've taken their power back. They've made sure that hey, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it right, and this is how we're going to be doing it from now on. And so victims, even those who you could qualify as somebody who truly didn't have a choice, they still take their power. They still make that choice, and they start making doing the doing the dirty work of getting out of the hole that they're in. So if you want to get out of being a victim, start owning your dirt, start taking responsibility, know what you did, learn from it, and take the needed actions, the hard actions, the messy actions of correcting that problem and getting yourself into the onto the path of where you want to go. Feel free to dream. I want to have a big house one day. Okay, dude, how are you going to do that? Well, I've got to start making money. Good. What else do you need to do? I need to start cutting down on my expenses. Awesome, man. Keep, go for it. Go forth. And every time you have realized you need to do something else, figure out how to actually do that. Take the steps. Make the actions. Make the plan. Take that massive action. Take the action and take responsibility. And you cannot be a victim. Yeah, things are going to go wrong. You may have made a wrong decision someplace. And all of a sudden, you, your your financial empire comes crumbling down because you invested all everything you had into you know Dogecoin or something, and all of a sudden Dogecoin falls and your vast uh, amount of wealth is gone, you know, and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? Oh, this is terrible. Life wants me to. You can easily fall back into that victim mindset and give all your power away, or you can go, well, okay. I guess I shouldn't have put everything into Dogecoins. I may have needed to diversify a bit more and learn from it. And you pick yourself up. You own the fact that you made the bad decision and you get to building again. Because guess what? You're never starting from scratch. You're always starting from experience. So take those experiences that you had and you keep building. Yeah, your built your tower fell down. All right. Well, we know from experience now that you need to have supports at every uh, at a certain number of intervals so that your build your wall you know, that you're, that you're building doesn't just fall over anymore. You need to have those supports in there somewhere. You learn those, and as you learn those, yeah, those accidents that happen are easier to to overcome, and you're not going to be just a victim of of of, of happenstance. Because you're prepared. You've seen this happen before and you know how to, how to control it. So you own and control and hold on to the power uh, and agency of, of who you are. So now, if you want to start trying to get that, that power back, you want to stop being the victim. A couple of things that you can actually do is, one, get yourself a coach. You can go over. You can hit my, uh, my side up. I've got a link over in the show notes, but you can go to relaxmail.com and you will see work with Brian there and you can actually fill out a a form and we'll have a conversation and see how, uh, how I can actually help you. Or if you are not sure or can't afford or whatever of, of having that type of, that type of level of commitment, there's also the, our, the men's group, Brotherhood of Men. You heard me talk about that before. That can they these men can help you become great and, and stop playing the victim and become the, the the best man you ever thought was possible. So check those out. 
If you uh, have any questions, again, you can go to uh, relaxmail.com forward slash contact and, and leave me a uh, question or comment there. Or you can go and shoot me an email at brian with a y at relaxedmail.com. If there was anything that was said in here that just really kind of lit a fire under your seat or you got you to thinking about somebody, ask you a big favor. Share this episode out. Share the episode with uh, with that friend you were thinking of or you know somebody who could benefit from this. Yeah, it may seem a little bit like you're listening with an elbow where you're elbowing on the side and going, see, see, this is what I was talking about. It may, be, may seem a little bit like that, but at the same time, you're, what you're doing is you're expanding, introducing people to the concept of what the relaxed male is and helping them to understand that, hey, it's not as bad as you actually think it is. All of our pod, uh, podcasting apps these days have some form of share button where you can share and you can share a link. You can share, sometimes you can actually even share at a particular uh, time point uh, on. So share this out. Share it. Uh, let them know. Shoot it as a text message and say, hey, dude, this got me to thinking about you. Thought you, you thought you could benefit. Here you go. And send it to them. Um, share it with your, in your Facebook uh, uh, communities. Facebook friends, maybe you've got a Facebook group that you're a part of that they would really benefit from this, and you're allowed to share links in the uh, in the group. Make sure you're allowed to share the link and and share it out with them. Let people know. Let's get the name the the awareness of relaxed mail out there and get it to grow and become become better so that our we can get men to to start coming together and we can all together. Uh, all the tide lifts all boats so the better we get the better everybody else around us gets the better our families get the better our communities get all this is from the strength of a strong masculine man so guys thank you again for listening y'all have a great rest of the week we will see you next thursday so till then bye